Welcome to the Story of God podcast, where each episode helps everyday men and women see how they fit into the grand narrative of God's redemptive plan. Here's Ezra and Janelle. Do you see Jesus in everyone? That's our question as we're looking at the second half of Matthew chapter 25 today. And we've been rolling along here in Matthew's gospel and almost getting towards the end of it. And if you haven't already, I just encourage you to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast and encourage others. If you haven't done this already, maybe post it on social media or um, refer this podcast to someone else. would really, really appreciate it. But let's go ahead and get into the last half of Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So our question for today was, do you see Jesus in everyone? And I ask that because in this parable, Jesus is saying, um, whenever you have given a drink, food, um, clothed someone, visited someone sick or in prison, you've done it to him. And um, so that's something that I tried to, I tried early on in life to challenge myself with. I still need to be reminded of it frequently. Um, but do I see Jesus when I look at other people? It's kind of a deep question. And I'm not sure I always have the right answer to, to this because I think it's easy to see people as inconveniences mm-hmm. um, and not as those angels in disguise as scripture talks about sometimes that angels unaware. Um, because when oftentimes you think about it, how we normally interact with people, people get in our way. If we're in traffic, they're in front of us. If they were in the grocery store, they are the ones that uh, keep us from getting out in a timely fashion, right? <laughs> there's all these things that we do in culture today to eliminate people. 
you think of advancements in artificial intelligence. I'm working with a client who is uh, writing on this subject and just the advancements we've made over the last number of years to reduce our interactions with people. It's, it's quite extraordinary. Well, and right now you really don't want to visit people who are sick. Well, I we've, mean, if someone's we've done it even sick. farther. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like we, we find, cause even before COVID, you think about all these different things that we've done to eliminate direct interaction mm -hmm. and whether it's eliminating jobs through AI, um, but just simple things like how many things we order on Amazon today mm -hmm. that we would have gone to a grocery store and waited in line for uh, before. Oh, and I like my modern conveniences. And I was laughing when you said that about someone in the grocery store, because the other day I was in there, I had my arms loaded because I had all these bags that I, you know, I had bought my stuff and I was trying to leave. And this person was walking extremely slow in front of me and I couldn't get around. And I've got like my arms loaded with stuff and I'm just like, you know, slowly, uh, ran, uh, what's the word, uh, walking slowly. Meandering. Meandering. Thank you. That's the word. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my arms are going to fall off and I can't get around this person. Um, I have to say, I did not see him as Jesus. I mean, I wasn't angry, but yeah, he was in my way. So I guess this raises the question then that you probably need to answer. How do we see Jesus in others? Hmm. Help us. That I need to answer, eh? Yeah. You, hmm. Yeah. I, I'm the interviewer here. So. <laughs> and you're the one who went, went with groceries. So yeah. you have the most experience of this. Oh, man. Well, I would say um, the Holy Spirit is very important for this because I think listening to his prompting, you know, even when I was behind that guy, I think I had a little nudge in my spirit. I wasn't angry, but I think I had this little nudge of, okay, you, you can be patient. You know, your arms aren't going to fall off. Um, and I think <laughs> that in itself is important of just listening to that quiet voice inside saying, have patience, be kind, smile, you know, um, all of those things. When we hear those promptings, we need to say yes. And it's kind of having that yes in our hearts already of like, okay, when I hear the Holy Spirit nudging me or when I'm reminded of a scripture, whatever the case and I feel convicted, I'm going to say yes to what God wants me to do. And I think it's just, it starts in that little thing. I think it's slowing down too for me. When I work with clients, it's easy to want to work with people that work fast and have their act together and have their stuff together and are ready to go. And it's harder for me to work with people who kind of drag their feet a little bit and, and they're not as prepared. And maybe they shouldn't be working on a book right now because they've got other stuff going on. It, it's, it's a little bit harder and I tend to lose patience quicker. But in those moments, I'm, I'm, um, feel, I guess, convicted by God just to pause in those moments and just, and just say, okay, you know what? It's not about how much I make an hour right now. My job is a function of being a part of God's grand story just a little function, but it's a function of that where this person for this period of my life is, is, um, is someone that I am supposed to represent Christ well to, mm -hmm. and, and they bear the image of God on their life. And so there's someone that I need to treat with dignity and respect and who knows what's going on in their life. And so rather than just saying, okay, I need to uh, look at this interaction as getting done with it as quick as possible, mm -hmm that I actually need to um, work at cultivating relationship, uh, that I need to work at, at um, actually valuing people and 
the only way to do that is unfortunately <laughs> for us is to stop and take a little bit more time. I think that is really important. And um, another thing, you know, about this passage is some of it is, um, I think probably reactive, but some of it is also a purposeful, I'm going to go and take care of people. So I think this is a balance of how we react to people should be treating them like we're talking to Christ, you know, or like, but it's also a seeing a need and purposely saying, I'm going to help with that. So it's, it's not just our reaction to people, which is very important, but it's also an action, you know, an on purpose. I see someone is who is hungry. I'm going to go make sure they have food. And notice every person here that Jesus mentions is someone in need, hungry, thirsty, naked, uh, they're in prison, all these things. And that that's obviously not a great place to be when you're lacking uh, those, those fundamental necessities of life. And so this probably should go a little bit deeper here is that we need to inconvenience ourselves, mm-hmm. put it that way, um, by being around people that, um, that sometimes are um, maybe looked down on in society that are, are not as respected, that aren't given the equal voice that others um, are given. And the only way this happens, though, is through intention. Because, again, society has made it so that we don't have to be around older mm-hmm. people as much that are in nursing homes. We can just send them to a nursing home and only visit if they're our relatives. So we don't see them as much in society like we would have before. The poor, well, okay, if they're homeless, let's get them to a shelter. Let's get them away from our line of view. Um, this could go on down, on down the list, new immigrants, um, whether it's racial injustices, all these things that society or, or like governments try to do a great job of, of containing and just saying, and, and to sometimes to a good degree to, that that's helpful. But another points where sometimes this compartmentalization allows us to um, just push apart different people who, who are not like us and allows us to live in our own little insulated bubble. I think it's important to just be aware of the hurting and those in need around us and to be ready to help. And honestly, well, then it only happens through intention. Exactly. And I was going to say, this is something that I need to work on. You know, a lot of times in the winter time or throughout the year, actually, I'll I'll try to keep uh, just a box of granola bars in our car. Um, And somehow it's got taken out of our car. And so it's not in there right now, but I'll try to keep that. So if I do come up to a stoplight or to a place where a homeless person is waiting and, and having to ask for money or food or whatever the case, I can at least out the window, give them a granola bar. You know, one year we made, um, I got some, um, drawstring bags and we put a bunch of stuff in there and then we could just hand out these bags to people when we saw them in need. And, and honestly, I've been busy. I I mean, I have a five month old today, (laughs) but that's not really a great excuse. You know, I've been busy and not as intentional to, I mean, to be honest on here. Um, but I want to get back to that intentionality of being ready to help being ready. You know, you can't just, I mean, on the spur of the moment, you can help people, but you're not going to be nearly, um, as prepared if you don't prepare intentionally. So I guess the big takeaway here is find ways to be intentional 
and help others around you. I don't know how that looks depending on your context, where you live, maybe needs are prominent, maybe they're not, Uh, but find ways uh, to go out and help others around you and see Jesus in them. And in doing so, put your faith into action. Thank you for listening to the Story of God podcast. For more info on this program or to access other resources that will help you turn Sunday belief into Monday action, please visit themondaychristian.com. That's themondaychristian.com.